Hi, this is Titus, and I'm here with Stephanie, and we actually have a special guest today for the first time. It is the illustrious, the amazing. What does illustrious mean? <laughs> it's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. Landon Wolfgram with us, our oldest son, who is 14. Yep. Almost 15. Almost 15. Just about to be 15. In a little bit. And... Steph and I have been talking for a while that it'd be cool to have Landon come on with us because he is much younger than us. He brings down the average age of this podcast by quite a bit. (laughs) (laughs) And that's a good thing because that means he has a different perspective. He has a different life than we do. Um, And there's a lot of challenging things that happen, especially during teenage years. And so we kind of wanted his perspective on some topics. And so... I know Steph is all excited because she has some questions to ask Lennon. Don't tell him that yet. Because she doesn't have any questions to ask Lennon. He's here just to look pretty the entire time. (laughs) Um, Pretty boy. Yeah. Well said. What I think is cool about this is that I would say not even just parents, but teachers... Um, people in society. I know we get really frustrated with youths <laughs> and teens and their way of handling themselves and we don't always know what's going on in their brains. So I think this might be pretty eye-opening for a lot of people. So really what we're going to do is bring a juvenile in and <laughs> do a little brain surgery. You sound like a bad person. I don't know. Juvenile just sounds like a negative. It's it a, does sound like it's a, a juvie session. Okay. Straight out of uh, <laughs> Straight out his of cell. Yeah. <laughs> no, we forgot to tell you, we're actually visiting prison right, right now. And that's where our son is. And... He probably feels like it's a prison. <laughs> okay. Let me see. So, of course... Per norm, we are not like prepared with an outline of any kind because it's supposed to be very conversational. Uh, <laughs> as I open up to a hundred thousand questions yeah. <laughs> in my notebook. <laughs> Don't tell him no that preparation I did at all. In advance to this. I actually so Titus was just at back-to-back meetings tonight, which is fine because then I while feeding Alex's food and doing my nails and fielding about 10,000 questions from Magnolia, Magnolia, Titus, and Jackson, I was like, oh, that's a good question. That's a good question. These are all really good questions. No peeking, but there's so many here that, you know, we'll just have to go through. But I feel like a lot of these will bring up good conversation points and we can pick your brain and you can tell us we we can give feedback too. I think it's probably a cool idea to see the difference between his feelings and our feelings. But mostly we can tell you what you're wrong about. <laughs> just kidding. I was like, this <laughs> is going to be a great after podcast. <laughs> Yeah. Post because podcast. Then you may or may not be grounded. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> and and I named this. You are you ready for my name? I mustache my juvenile a question. Oh my gosh. I just shaved yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> you can come closer, just in case. 
Well, then I mustache. We're just going to mustache you questions. We're going to expose Landon today. So, welcome, juvenile, to our podcast. And he is here for free. Just so you know, I did not read through these questions, so you can't blame me for what no she's sponsors. about to say. No sponsors. No signing deal. This is not official church business. Yeah. <laughs> all PG, all PG. Okay. Um, first of all, Landon, tell us a little about you, though, because I feel like, what if somebody has no idea who the heck is Landon? He's some little thug from the street of Helenville, I'm sure. Thug from the streets of 200 people. There's got to be at least 300 people here. Right. <laughs> so tell us a little about yourself. You're, we already know you're just about to turn 15. Mm-hmm. What are you, where are you going to school? What, what are your likes? What are you doing these days? Just a little bit uh, about you. Well, I'm going to Lakeside Lutheran High School. And uh, I'm definitely, I'm playing football there. And most of the sports that you'll see me playing or hear about me playing is football obviously and then um any other sports are going to be pushed towards football so using those for the like my benefit my performance wise um so like wrestling and track and field um let me tell them like my favorite color or something like yeah your favorite color what's your social um (laughs) You like dirt biking. I love dirt biking. You just got biking. a dirt bike. You're super yeah. excited about I just it. Got an, uh, I just got a uh, YZ250. I totally know what that means. I've always I, wanted one. It's a Yamaha. <laughs> 250cc dirt bike. And I've been working on that a lot of the summer. And I love that. Definitely. Wish I had started riding sooner. Um... I think you're missing something pretty important about yourself. What? I'm... <laughs> the mom look isn't having any effect on I'm me g- right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what she's getting at either, so... You have a pretty important person in your life, besides me. Alex? God? Hannah, yeah. Well, I didn't know. I didn't know if you wanted me to bring Hannah up in the podcast or not. Of I like, do. I'm sorry, Hannah, if you're listening to this. Okay. <laughs> I, right. Listen, I didn't. If she does listen to this, it wasn't because I. <laughs> it was, I just want to clear something up before. I, <laughs> so Hannah is Landon's girlfriend. She lives a little bit away, away though. But we love her, and so he also spends a lot of time with her. And, um, 11 months now, almost. Yeah, about a year almost. Yep. So, hi, Hannah. Hannah makes Landon who he is right now a better person. (laughs) I wanted to defend Landon that he's just trying to protect and, like, not necessarily. I know. Maybe Hannah's identity should be, let's call her H Dog for this. No, let's not call her H Dog. Fine. (laughs) Let's not. So his better half. Um, so Landon is 15. He is actually the one that we had, I had in high school. So he 
is uh, we have little kids staring at us through the porch window and we did not bribe them with ice cream beforehand. So give a minute. Oh, oh, did you just push her? Not really. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> not really. Not really, he says. Okay. I literally, I literally like took her hand off the door and she tripped over your shoe. Aww. And now she's crying. Aww. I'll check with her. Okay. I'll be all right. We'll you check keep on going. her in a little bit. Just that little sad face gets me every time. She probably wants ice cream. Yeah, my sad <sighs> face doesn't get you. With that face, she can get ice cream anytime she wants. Yeah. Um, so anyways, mm -hmm. he's kind of been through all of it with us, right? From the beginning. Um, before so he, me. He's, before Titus. He's had even more time with... Steph, I've been the man of the house for a long time. Yep, and he said, even when I'm old, he will still live with me because I need him. He said that when he was four years old, so just putting that out there, Hannah. I hope you plan on living with me. <laughs> so let's go ahead and um, pick your brain a little bit. I have some pretty heavy and deep questions here. Now, first and foremost... First question, right off the bat, who's cooler, me or dad? Well, right. I'm just kidding. Don't answer that. Not, Don't I'm answer that a, because not, you were not, about to answer that. And now I want to know what you were going to answer. Okay, no, because let's move on. <laughs> so there's no right or wrong answers to the questions that I'm asking except well, for that one. You no, know, so I was going to say, you made that seem like there was definitely a... <laughs> we all know the answer to that. So let's move on. Um, okay, but the actual first question that I'm going to ask you, these are going to kind of be in a random order. So what, and, and really don't think too hard or deep, just kind of give us what's on the top of your head and we can talk about it if you want or whatever. You can elaborate, whatever. If it's uncomfortable, you can say pass, but if you say pass, I'm not going to be too happy. So that's the grounding. Right there. Start to like think. Okay. First question. What is the single best piece of advice you have received? That's a hard question. In your um, little life that you've had so far. <laughs> I've got like, I've definitely got two. Okay. I've got two that I would say I'd put on about the same level. Um, Talk a little louder so that I've, we can hear it. Um, one of them was... Don't worry about things that you can't control, like, that are much, like, that are, like, super out of your control and things like that. And, like, I get, when I talk to people that are, like, going through a lot, and, like, even with myself, like, when I'm just, like, in my bedroom, just, like, sitting there, I'm, I try and tell myself, and it, like, obviously, you're going to struggle with doing that, but I would say definitely... Things that are out of your reach are, they tend to bring you down when you can't solve them. So not worrying about them or like worrying about other people and how how they're going to react to this or that. It's them, not you. So it's definitely out of your control. And I guess another one, another one, it was, it's not like... not like a advice I guess but it's more of a motivational thing it's <clears throat> I don't remember exactly who said it but The Rock was quoting someone oh boy. when he said this he said he said um 
something about it was you can have two attitudes and they all had two words either one day or day one and so I guess that one after like hearing that it just it pushed kind of made me decide to start pushing myself with what I could do football wise and just like trying to reach where I want to be at later in life, I guess. So like working younger, so I don't have to worry about it when I'm older. And like one day, I mean, yeah, that's your attitude, but like day one, you know, you start today, you're going to be so much further at that one day than, I don't really know. I I guess that's... Well said. Yeah. It's good answers. Those are good. Yeah, the first one, that whole definition would, like, sum up anxiety. Uh Anxiety is, like, the fear of what you cannot control. Yeah. Good answer. I like it. Do you remember who gave you the advice for the first one? Um, I know your BFF, The Rock, did the second, but... (laughs) Close friend. Yeah. Um... It's okay. My dad... wise words it's hard to live by easy to tell people Uh but awesome um okay on to the next do you like who you are right now and why um yeah I mean, I guess, like, I definitely, I definitely got some things that I'm, like, working through, I guess, confidence-wise and, like, you know, just, like, normal stuff, but, like, I'm definitely not where I want to be yet, and that kind of frustrates me in a way, I guess, and... So in a way, yes, but in a way, no. Like, there are definitely... I'm not going to get, like, too into it over a podcast. But, like, in a way, yes, and in a way, no. And obviously, like, I'm at... When you talk to other kids my age, my answers are going to be a lot different. Just because I'm at... I don't mean to sound, like, arrogant with this, but I'm at a more understandable like maturity wise yeah I'd agree with that and so like I'm not where I want to be and that frustrates me I know I have like a lot to look forward to but who I am now I guess I would say like I'm okay (laughs) I guess (laughs) Um, I'm not like satisfied completely but I'm working on it, I guess. So is that like character based or like like it's character it's character based and it's like you know, I got a lot in my head like all the time. So like I'm constantly thinking about like what, what I can change and like what I can do here, what I can do there and I'm putting a lot on my plate for myself. So it's a lot of extra stress that I'm just putting on myself. Mm-hmm for this stuff and it's like like appearance wise 
I'm not necessarily satisfied. I'm working on that. And I've definitely been getting better with that. I mean, I'm seeing more progress, but from where I've come, but like appearance wise, I definitely am not where I want to be. But like character wise, <clears throat> character wise, like, I guess how do you, it depends on how you define that. So like, if you're saying character is the person you are, like you're the comedian of whatever. I mean, I guess that's more of a role, but um, why you're a comedian or yeah, what you're using why I'm to a be comedian. funny. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. My character, like I guess my personality, I really, I mean, You're like we just didn't know if we you were done getting uncomfortable. (laughs) No, I think that's a good answer, and I would just say too, like I feel like some of those feelings that you're going through now are feelings that grow from this point on in your life. Um, Not saying that it always is harder to know who you are. I think you do get to a point where you start to answer some of those questions and feel content. Because you kind of learn, okay, this is how much I can grow. This is how much more I can grow. These are the limitations. Like, I'm never going to be that person. Or I'm never going to be this yeah, person. Right. Or, right. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Like, you're always the, pushing and striving. I think the hardest part is looking at these, like, 40-year-old men that are, like, super successful. Or, like, these people that are doing stuff professionally and, like, these super successful men that are in their 30s in their 40s and I'm 14 year olds and I'm not there yet and that and then I'm like I'm a failure because I haven't done that yet <laughs> so at and, 14 right at 14 <laughs> but how it's such a it's, hard attitude to have because like but how like it's almost like a pandemic like that's how I was when that at that age right yeah. you are constantly it's funny because you look at your little sister Magnolia mm-hmm. who's four right and, like, she can ask Susie from next door over, and they can be coloring, and they do <coughs> not care what Susie is drawing on her paper and what she's drawing. They're both like, I have the best piece of artwork in the world, and you have the best piece of artwork in the world. And they are so confident in who they are that they don't care what Susie's drawing or what Magnolia's drawing. But then as your brain progresses, it's like now all of a sudden – Everything I have is nothing compared to it's, everything this has. It's the self-awareness factor. Right. But it's but it's like you're, it's always, <clears throat> it's a twisted self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Because then that 40-year-old guy's thinking, wow, that 14-year-old boy right there has it going on. I wish I had the motivation and the inspiration and the drive that he has at 14. I can't imagine what he's going to be like at 40. He's comparing himself to you, who's a 14-year-old boy. You're comparing yourself to a 40-year-old boy, man, who has a whole life <clears throat> past already him. Mm-hmm. It's such a pandemic. Like that is where anxiety comes from. And it doesn't help these days that you that we have phones and social media because it's constantly comparing. <sighs> And it's, it's always that comparison between what's reality and what's being shown. Like even just, you know, each of us, 
there's only so much we give to someone else of how we actually are feeling and who we are right. compared to what they see and hiding when they look at us or expect from us. Yeah, because I wrestle with that too. And then, yeah, let's just say this random 40-year-old guy who's got his life put together, maybe he's, you know, struggling in his relationship. Maybe he's still married, but they hate each other. He's super successful, but he would give trade all of that for a better relationship. Right. And I... Like we've mentioned once before, one of my yeah. former okay, members. Before you say that, like here's yeah. some advice that I want you to sit on for the rest of your life, okay? Because we know Thought it. Thought about it a lot. We know it from our experience. And this man just passed away. He was a member. You probably remember him in our old church. We're, we'll tell you his name later because we don't want to mention it on a recording. But yeah, so go ahead and tell him that first. I was going to say, it was just a guy who was... Had a lot of experience, had done a lot of things, had a ton of money and influence, and just like had a great house and property and all these things. But his his wife had died some years past, and so obviously that was tough for him. Old age? I think she was No, sick. she got sick, so it was before her time. But he would say about both of them, that after they bought the house, after they had the job, after they had all this time together. Even when she was and, alive. Yeah, even when she was alive, like, their life was good. But he always said, like, when they would talk, they would always look back to the first year of being married when they had nothing. And they were eating beans out of cans. But they were so happy. Yeah. <laughs> because they, they had, had each, each other. other. They had their relationship. They had their faith. And... The scrounging of having nothing and realizing that they had everything at the same time, like that was the time they look back at as that was when we were the happiest, when we were most successful. And the only reason we both thought of that is just because like, I mean, as hard as, or we're, we think we are in every moment, like <laughs> as you get older, you look back on those moments and saying like, man, that was a really great time. And <laughs> Um, and like you said, it's all self-awareness and perspective in the moment. And, um, it's tough because yeah. you feel that as you go and, and you, you look back and you think life. like, man, yeah. those are some, I had those things that maybe I have these other things figured out, but I don't have that anymore. And so it's just in every stage of life, you have different things that are beautiful. Like for example, you have athletic ability, you're growing in that. And compared to me, or at least this is my perspective, I'm 36 and I'm going downhill. <laughs> and I'm doing everything I can to extend my body health so that I can be able to throw football with Ty in 10 years. Yeah. You know, like if I take care of my body now, I'll be able to do that. I'm not planning getting ready for the World Cup. That's never going to happen for me. There are other 36-year-olds like Rogers is older than 36, but maybe he's not. Anyway, like I think of that, like there's a professional athlete. Why am I not the professional athlete? Well, there's certain things in my body that are not like it. I'm not six foot six and I don't have an arm that can throw that well. And I didn't start at whatever age and I don't have this experience or mm -hmm. whatever. And I have to learn to accept that at 36, that that's never going to happen. Those dreams are not ever going to happen for me. And, uh, 
That's the hardest. So I'm going part downhill. You get to go up still. That's the hardest part <laughs> for me is like wanting to achieve these goals at such a young age because I know I have such a limited time. Mm-hmm. After mm-hmm. I get past a certain age, it's like it is like it's over. You feel like it passed. Like yeah. my ship sailed. Yeah, right. and, and you feel like, and that's the part. That's like that's the where the biggest, anxiety comes in. That's the biggest thing that I'm scared of. Is like, sure. is I don't want to miss that. Missing your chance. Yeah. Right. I don't want to mm-hmm. miss that. You, I have one chance. Hey, I missed this. a lot of chances, so I feel you. <laughs> but like, yeah, yeah, mom, you know, like she was sixteen and life changed, and you didn't have a lot of those experiences that other sixteen-year-olds mm-hmm. had because of life. Well, and I've never been an adult and not not a mom. Like I've never been an adult and live the experiences to be able to experience my dreams that I had growing up and stuff. But those dreams today, and keep this in mind, like you're going to change so much who you marry, when you marry, where you marry, where you live, all of that's going to, going to expand and your rise. World War three. If that happens, there's so many things that could change our whole life. When your little brother becomes president, like he said, he's going to do. Jackson's with it or Ty? Ty. (laughs) Ty's going to, or yeah, Ty, right? Or is it Jackson? One of them wants to be president. Jackson. Remember when Lori gave us, (laughs) she gave us those teddy bears, those like bear figures that represented us. Yeah, Lori. She gave me the doctor and Jackson the football player. (laughs) And if you guys, if you could still still build out. She also has sticky notes all over her house because she can't remember things. So there's that. Did she really know who she was giving it to? Kidding. Sorry, Lori. You're the best. (laughs) I love you, Lori. You know, we speak the truth a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, and don't worry because mom's there too. (laughs) Um, Anyways. All that being said, mom and I commend you that you think about these things and you are holding yourself to a high standard. The only thing where we pray for you is that you give yourself the peace of mind at the end of the day. Um, that if, that just so you know, like we, and in general, like the world around you, but especially your parents and those who care about you, love you, regardless of that. Um, and we pray at the end of the day, if like something happens or let's just say, you know, it you don't reach those goals. Mm-hmm. It, it does not mean you failed in any way. You know, like, yes, just, we want that for you. But at the same time, we want you to just love what God has given you yeah. where you get. And no matter what, it's yeah, going to be great. Work hard, like, but then be thankful for what you great. got. I can't imagine my dreams and my goals at 14 having <laughs> been true. I would not be as happy as I am, though. So there's that. I also said, by the way, Landon, I don't know if I ever told you this. I also said I would never marry a pastor. That would be weird. so anyways let's go on a happy note okay what memory instantly makes you smile um (laughs) um i would say probably the first time like seeing hannah after nine months of the long distance crap yeah, and actually, not only was it nine months of seeing your girlfriend, you've never seen her in real life yeah, I hadn't before seen her that. In real life before that. Yeah, other than like video chat. Yeah, and other stuff. than FaceTime and stuff. I definitely like just getting. That was fun, and I was there. No, you weren't. Okay, I was there on your way to our house. You stopped at my work. Yeah, I stopped at your work. 
Whatever. Dad was there. That, that was definitely the first one that came. That was definitely the first one. More importantly, one I was there eventually. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if any of you are past that age, I think you can all remember that. <laughs> like, <laughs> at least if you try, think back for a moment and just the excitement. Especially if you had a long-distance relationship, how difficult that can be. So. Yeah, that's true. Like your parents in Sweden and, and in America. Yeah. Um, let's see. What? Okay. Here's My a... mom and dad wrote for a year, by the way. My mom's from Sweden. She was over there. I wrote for a year. I couldn't. Yeah, could you and imagine so you had to wait for a man. year, Landon? Like, what? So they had to wait two no weeks Snapchat? for their letter to arrive. No Snapchat. Okay. Two weeks for it to get back, so a month for that correspondence to go full circle. A month to just, know what she thought about what you wrote. Think about that. Just, the anxiety. Like the think, anxiety what do you, what do you in between. think about this outfit I wore a month ago? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's well, yeah. Or in this picture, you know, I guess if, she's, yeah, I if guess they so. sent a picture. Like, they didn't get a Snapchat and then waited for the letter to come in the mail. But what they said is, the difference is between communication is obviously you took a lot more time in writing your letter. Uh-huh. So when you think of love letters yeah. and text today, it's like a just a different language. Totally. Like you didn't write what was just on the top of your head. Like you took time and you know my dad. He's like all about the English <sighs> oh, yeah. wordage. So just imagine <laughs> his letters that he wrote to my mom. I'm sure he was full Shakespearean. Oh yeah. With his wordplay. I would and love to read those letters. Depth of Fart, they, fart. they have them, by the fart, way. Fart, fart, fart. I would love to hear or to read or see those messages. And fart more. <laughs> That's a little... Uh, we should the ex- inside joke of that. Yeah, yeah, we, right? say, like, we should explain that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so in Sweden, you your the grandparents' name depend on whose parents they are. So, for example, the word far is the word for dad in Swedish. And the word mor is the word for mom. So if it's grandma, it's, if it's my grandma, cause I'm the dad, then it's, or my, sorry, my dad's mom would be farmor and farfar. So when my kids are talking about my parents, it's farmor and farfar, dad's dad, dad's mom. So when my kids are trying to pronounce this because they don't, use the Swedish pronunciation, how it came out is fart more and fart fart. So <laughs> Ty, literally, we had a conversation one time. Which one's fart fart and which one's fart more? <laughs> Explain. Okay, so my mom is this one and my dad is this one. They go up look, hey, fart fart, good to see you. Hey, fart more. So that's a regular part of our conversation. Oh, always be fart fart and fart more. So that's a little inside joke to our Swedish American family. Love it. <laughs> Love it. So the Swedes that are listening there, I'm sorry for the butchering of your language. Um, but it's even more beautiful this way. You got a lot of questions and we only answered two. Yeah. So, so let's do <laughs> no, another you one. Finished the no. page. <laughs> Yes, there was bonus I questions, obviously, with the stars on the bottom. <laughs> I so. skipped a couple. <clears throat> um, but I do want to know this from a 14-year-old, almost 15-year-old brain. What makes you, right now, the most self-conscious? The most, like... Self-conscious. So, like... Like, what I... Like, insecure? Like what yeah, I, like, yeah. What, I, what yeah. makes you insecure? 
the most right now in your life? Mm. I would definitely say, and it's not like because of my weight, because I mean, most of my weight comes from like, um, <coughs> I work out a lot, so most of it comes from like the muscle. Muscle weighs more than fat. I yeah. weigh I weigh one hundred and eighty six pounds, and you're also almost six foot. Yeah, let's yeah. get so that give straight. Context. Like I'm an inch away from six foot almost. <laughs> so if you think about me, it's not that height. <laughs> or mom. Or me. Right. Steph. And I'm not like fat. Like you, I'm not like big when you come up and look at. So it, like, like the number on the scale. It's not that. It's not that. It's I don't like certain parts of that. Like it's okay. because of the. So like exercise. image, body image. Yeah. Well, that and I, I don't really like my face. Let me ask. I don't, Are you serious? I don't, I don't really okay, like... because you kind of look like me, and you really look like your dad. So sorry, <laughs> okay. Trevor. Okay. There don't we go. Make this about there you. This is his story. No, it's more like Trevor because you look most like Trevor. So there you I... go, Trevor. <laughs> I don't. I just. I don't like my face because like, like when I see when I see pictures of myself, it looks like like my face looks like off balance. Like it really looks. So like does mine. See, that's me. See, like, okay, all right, all right, all right. And we now have one, here, Landon, listen. we have one okay. eye that squints. All right, when now we that smile. we're on this conversation, because you think Look that your this. face looks upset. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I hate that, too. I hate that, too. But listen. <laughs> I'm just going to sit back. And now because, now because like, I'm perfect. I'm now just be- going to stay back here. Yeah. I look great. Now because. I'm bald, so there's nothing to <laughs> okay. balance me anymore. All right, now that we're on the topic of this, I'm like, I actually got to know. So you see your face, like, lopsided. Like, when you take a picture of yourself on your phone, right. like, you see yeah. it lopsided. Because I don't see your face like that. So do you see my face? No. Like, no. Okay. Okay. It's so it's just for you because it reverses it... things. Okay. So it messes with your eye because you're used to seeing yourself one oh way. Oh my gosh! Thank it, gosh! Because think about a mirror; it flips you, right? Right. Because when, when you take I look a picture, a it's not flipping you. So then it's, it's really your weird. Because brain is like not used to right. that. Because when I look in a mirror, like Caden's in the mirror or something like that, or he's in the picture or something, he looks the same as when I'm looking at him in person, like and I'm just looking at him face to face. Yeah. But. Then when I take a picture of myself, no, that's I look hard. like I have some facial deformities, in my opinion. Yeah, like that's the same with us too. Like and my, you notice that one eye is focused and not, and it's you can yeah. tell it's off from what you're used to. Yeah. Okay. Then no. I just had to clear that up. <laughs> well, if, if it's in your brain, it's in 99.99% of the world's brains, especially at age 15. So. But yeah, I would definitely say that's, the worst part about my body, I hate love. I hate my love handles. I got. That's from Grandma's family. Yeah, thank you, Grandma, because that <laughs> ruins my physique. <laughs> Which Grandma are we talking about? Just so we clarify. My mom, like my mom's family, I'm pretty right. sure. That's what you she can like. I think Trevor. My dad has. My dad said. My dad has love handles too. I wasn't specifically. T- never mind. I was yeah, just gonna say his side of the family, but well, yeah, sure. Okay. Sorry, Sorry Trevor. Trevor. I did not Sorry, mean Trevor. that. You, we don't like your face. <laughs> you okay, don't stop. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Whatever. Your dad does not have love handles. However, yes. So I didn't say it's he like had <laughs> he, told, he told me that I got it from that side of the family. No, you. Well, we'll take fifty-fifty in that because I'm pretty sure. Or he told me that I get. Okay, let's just move on. Yeah. Okay, we're That's done talking about people. Normally, look at themselves yes. and they assume it's from them. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So it's in everybody. Absolutely. Hundred yeah, percent. Yep. 
Um, just not going to send this podcast. Here's name. a good one. Yeah, let's just keep this one a secret. <laughs> He'll laugh about it. You know, it'll be fine. only has 200 He'll just people, have some comments so for you next time you come. It'll be a little secret. Um, here's a good one, though. He'll okay. give you a podcast. They're like, here you go. This is what I think about him, you. Him and Hayden. Him, Hayden, and Rayla and Cherise will do a podcast. And Bubbles will probably be in there, too. When in your life have you been really humbled? Um, is there a time in your life you're, where you're just like, whoa. Like, that just brought you back to reality and, like, humbled yourself. Like, you were up here, maybe arrogant, maybe not, but then it was like, okay, yep, I am here with everybody else. Just for reference, people listening, Steph moved her oh, hand yeah. down. She had it up in the air, and then she brought it yeah. down. About I think It's an audio book. I would definitely explain. say during, um, <clears throat> like, when I did... The martial arts and things like that. I think one of the ones that comes to mind is when I sparred, like when you would like watch me, I I beat most of the people that I spar, that I would spar, and so like I was getting, I wasn't like arrogant about it or anything, but like I was confident in myself and I was confident mm-hmm. in my ability to fight, and I still am to this day. Like I'm very confident in that because I would go and I would fight adults and I would be able to hold my own perfectly fine so what point is this be. humbling but <laughs> I'm, listen, just really I'm getting good. to that i'm telling i'm telling <laughs> okay. i'm telling like why it was but um i remember i went to a saturday sparring day and i went against this older guy like this, oh, this yeah. old <laughs> boxing guy and he boxed me and i just remember getting I rocked remember that. I remember getting <laughs> rocked by You're like him. okay fine yeah. i remember i got dead brandon just like Dang. Dang, that, that old man's got really it going smacking on. Him up. Yeah, I was getting my butt whooped. <laughs> and he night. said, hey, he was, he but was he legit, said, though. what did he say after? Like, thanks for giving me, um, um, what's the, what did he say? A good competition. Yeah, competition. Because he's, he was really good. And he, you're, and you're like, thanks for giving me competition. Because <laughs> right. I'm a healthy little boy. Yeah. And I just got whooped by an old man. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Landon, just for context, Landon started, um, martial arts, or he started karate back when he was five years old, which is the youngest you can do in that, in that area anyways. And he got his black belt, also the earliest you can get it, which is nine, and he kept going and he went into, like, um, Muay Thai. And yeah, so he was, he was very talented. He, it, it taught him, actually, between martial arts and grandpa, Really, I think that's where your, um, like your drive, your focus, but also your discipline really came from. So he got, he went really far and then, yeah, this old man humbled him. That's a good one. Yeah. I like that. Brought you back to reality. Yeah. Yeah. We all need an old man to do that once in a while. I'm sure you didn't give him these questions in advance. I didn't. Have you ever seen these questions? I didn't even know you were giving me questions. I'm impressed by how quick you come up with these really good answers. I yeah. cannot answer that was questions a good one. like this that fast. Um, okay, here's another really good one. And I know you don't have kids yet, but when you do, <laughs> in one Listen word. Listen Hannah, this is very important. Yep, 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 yep. So this is one <laughs> word, no sentence, one word. 
how do you want your kids to remember you in one word? Oh boy, hold on. This is what I'm saying. Like, how do you answer that question in like a minute? I don't know. Even five minutes. Um, how do I want my kids to, kids to remember me in one word? Yeah. I have two ideas in my head for me, I think. I have, I really... All I can think about is what the names of his kids are going to be. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, boy. I'll try to refocus. Didn't realize that. you had that planned out for <clears throat> him already. No, I just... Um, got Landizzle. Okay. <laughs> just... No, 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 no. We're not bringing that name into this podcast. No, it's going to be, I must ask you a question, oh Landizzle. Juvenile and this all. Can I give you mine? Yes. Okay. Mine. This might help you, John. So I have two. I'm going to give you both because first one is um, legacy because I want to be able to provide a life where they're like, to their grandchildren, they're like, I understood and like, I cherish these things about my mom and I want to pass them on to you. And then they're like, my grandma had these morals and these this as her foundation so like a legacy that would be one a a solid healthy legacy the other word that i would choose which i was kind of bouncing back and forth so that i think they're kind of tied would be um loyal like no matter what i want you as my kids to know that i loved you and i supported and i was there for you no matter what so loyal or legacy they're kind of the balanced those would be mine do you have any titus the word that popped into my head right away was faithful yeah and i mean like faithful to them faithful to my spouse faithful to everything i set my mind to and especially faithful to god but that's because that word is running in my head all the time. Right, because you're a pastor. As a pastor, because it says, be that faithful. Word. That's one of the requirements. <laughs> so I think about it all the time. It's like your job description. <laughs> but I think in all my roles, I just want, if, and obviously that's my self introspection. I'm thinking, like, do I live up to that standard of that I put? And obviously we don't. Right. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, that's one of those words that can never end. Faithful, where's the level on that? Someone's got, oh, so then I got to trust that when God looks at me and then thankfully through Christ, he sees it with that filter and he sees me as faithful. But I strive every day to live up to that and to be more mm-hmm. as a dad. As and we'll a never husband, be perfect, as a, of course, as a pastor. But does that help you at all? The legacy one, kind of. Like, I want. I mean, I want my kids to, like, I want my kids to remember me as, like, the dad that did, you know, everything for them, and, like, made sure that they had everything, like, possible. And I'm not, like, spoil-wise, like, right. not, like, spoiling them, but, like, everything. The important things. The important, right. And not letting them have... Like, not letting them, not making them have to worry about, like, eating or, like, things like that. And, like, they, they never have to worry about any of that. And they're not going to, 
But I guess that yeah. would be like, I don't want them to have to go through a lot of trauma. A lot of trauma and like yeah. things like that. I don't know. I don't really have an answer for that yeah. one. Provider. Yeah. Provider. Yeah, is a good yeah. word for provider. that. Thankfully, we all have a provider. Protector. Like, that is one thing I am very thankful for because that's the first thing I stress about as a single mom. That was my thing that I stressed about providing because how do I provide on my own? I can't. So I just had to trust God for that. And that made me, that made me realize that humbled me a lot. <laughs> um, let's see. I want to know... Here's an interesting one, and I have about 30,000 answers to this one, <laughs> but I only want you to say one, okay? Short it's and sweet. a dangerous sweet. question. What is one thing you would change about the world? If you could only do one, what would it be? If I could change one thing about one the world. Thing about the world. I would definitely say like the the overall like cruelty of people like just like how not necessarily like I mean mean yes but just like how selfish they are and like things like that like and I, I see all these like things are like these kids being bullied I hate I hate like and me and Jackson is like different like I bully Jackson all the time <laughs> so I hate bullying but listen I, it's fine if it's Jackson like, I absolutely hear me out there's a good reason because for it I have a good reason for it especially like when it comes to people like bullying like the the quiet the quieter people and like things like that. Like, so that's a good answer. So, so. It, and I hate, like, when I say the selfish thing, people can't leave a good thing alone. Well, here's what I take yeah, from that. Like, like, if you just look at it this way, if the world, if everyone in the world was just selfless, how many things would be saved? Like, how many things would be changed? Everything. Oh, Magnolia's having a <laughs> rough go out there. But I just, I just mean like, <clears throat> people can't, they can't leave a good thing alone. You're right. So like when I see, when I see these good like, <clears throat> these like these good friendships and like these good relationships that people have, and like people are constantly, and not even that, and it could be like, it's something like a physical thing that you can like hold and touch and things like that like people they constantly try and take that away from you and like take like confidence for the matter like you spend all this time building all this confidence and then you hear even if you just hear about like what people will, will like say about you and things like that it just rips everything away it just it, and it rips absolutely everything away and especially if they can tell that you're actually like getting somewhere and they don't want to see you happy like that they don't want to see you, like, actually confident. They want to see you affected you by it. They want to see you affected by their opinions and things like that. And when I think about, like, friendships and relationships and things like that, like, 
I think about Hannah, like, <clears throat> I've had to talk to quite, like, people, and, like, Hannah's definitely talked to people, and I'm not gonna lie, the things that she says to people when they talk to me is crazy. Like, it's like super offensive, like, defensive over me, and it's super cool. But, like, even I've had to go, and I've, like, talked to people, and I've just been like, hey, bro, leave me alone, and, like, guys especially, like, I know how they move. <laughs> like, I know how these guys move, and they're especially with us going to like different schools it scares me because i know and i know she's going to a christian school but there are all types of people in all types of schools and so like just the fact that i know how people are and when they can't leave a good thing alone that someone has like if someone like i said that confidence factor or the relationship factor or friendship factor they could pick on that one person or they could tell lies about this one person to rip them away from someone because these people don't want to see this person happy. Mm-hmm. And like I think about, like I said, my relationship with Hannah, I've talked to people and like I've had, I've gotten to the points where I've just like, I've said the last, I've said the last words and then I'll just hit block. And I'm just like, I'm done because I'm losing my mind with this person because they don't want to accept the fact that they're being the most selfish person in the world because of the amount of stuff that I do for Hannah and like I do to like make sure that I'm doing the best thing for her and they just completely try and rip the whole thing away and they try to like whether they're talking to Hannah or like things like that and Hannah does the same thing with me and she has the same issue we were just talking about that like two days ago over FaceTime mm-hmm. last night I just fell asleep as soon as we called <laughs> but like two days ago we were talking about that and she was like I she had just she had just talked to someone like about talking to me like mm-hmm. she just yelled at someone for talking to me and she's like I hate people I hate people that are like that and like, like they for just talking to you or right, trying to like trying to like not talking to me right, but like right. trying to you know, flirting with me and like things like that. Yeah. And it's, it has a toll on you, especially, and I think hitting that block button is a, is the best and hardest thing to do because that's what me and Hannah both do because we get to a point where we're just like, all right, these people aren't going to accept it. They're not going to accept that this is wrong. So just, I'm going to be done with it. I'm done wasting my time on you. And so we hit that, like the block button and then I, I'm just like, and then you sit there afterwards and you're just like, oh, these, they're thinking like, oh, they couldn't handle it. So they blocked me and like things like that. And like, they're scared. So they blocked me and like, like, and you just like, you want to prove yourself right. to these people. It's our human nature. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but. That she also not sucks the life out of you. Right. Yeah. And, and is it worth it? At what point exactly. do you just say. So I guess definitely the, the self, I would say selfishness mm-hmm. yeah. of. Yeah. This world, like I think that like would I save said, a lot of things. Leave, in... They can't leave a good thing alone. I think that's a good quote. I mean, just to think about. I think, I think when people are hurting or they don't have good things, the first reaction is to pick up someone with to those fight good things. that person or to tear it, it away. It goes back to comparing. Them. Mm-hmm. We're always comparing. They're comparing what they don't. They're comparing. They're not looking at everything they have. They're looking at that one thing they don't have. And they're comparing that one thing, it's and it so, deflates them. It's so normal. I mean, 
even in different contexts, like we do it to other people too, you know, like you see someone, like mm -hmm. we were just talking, you mm -hmm. see someone else who has stuff that you want and you, you wish you had it and you almost hate them for it. There's actually this awesome book by, I'm going to throw a plug here for Dean Coots. Maybe he'll give me <laughs> yes. some money sometime. He has a book called Innocence. And uh, I'm going to spoil the book by talking about it. Yeah, don't spoil the book. Okay, well, let's just say it this way. Like the concept is, I'll just say the concept. Because yeah, you can it. still read the book and you're, you'll find it. But basically, there's a, there's a person who's born perfect in the world and you don't realize that at first you hear about this person and everyone hates this person and you're like what did this person do are they ugly are they deformed like what is it that makes them so angry is are they are they a different skin color like you're trying to figure it out this whole time like what is it that people hate about this person so much like why do they all react like he's a crazy beast because they have and they want to kill him it's because he's perfect and they're not and when they look at the face of this person, they hate him because every time they look at his face, all they see is their own issues mm -hmm. and they hate it and they hate that someone's better than them. And so the, the concept of the book is awesome. Like to me, it's exactly what you're talking about. And really, when you think about Jesus and why people hated him so much, that's exactly why, mm -hmm. because he was right. And they hated it. They hated it that he made it so obvious. They hated it. They had to kill him. So I think Jesus would agree with you. <laughs> the Bible says arrogance and selfishness so often. And it says for Christians that one of the greatest ideals is to be selfless. And it's exactly for the reasons that you say. It's the source of so much hate. And it's evil. It's evil. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you look at it and it's sick. Because really they get pleasure out of hurting other people and tearing away goodness from them. And that's humanity. It's so stupid. Yeah. So, good answer. Love it. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm not going to ask too many more. Um, yeah, we're at 54 minutes. Already. Okay. Let me get a good one here. We can They're go all... past, we can go past <clears throat> them. Oh, yeah, for sure. I... But people only want to hear my voice so long. Um, <coughs> well, luckily you're not the one talking. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, mom, it's fine. Everyone likes your voice. Oh. I'm gonna have the next humble moment on record yeah. here. <laughs> Just make a note. Um, okay, here's an interesting one, and I'm really curious from your standpoint as a student. So you're going into you're a freshman this year. Yeah. Um, at this point in your high school career, just entering, what are three things, If let's just say you're a teacher, okay? Right. What are three things you would teach in school that you think would help make school more useful for one's future? Um, I would definitely say, I would definitely, I definitely say how many? Do I have to Three. Three. <laughs> All right. I would definitely say. Oh, really? our cats are fighting each other. I would definitely. I would. They're in the basement. I would definitely say. I mean, I know they have resources for this and like things you can take on the side, but I definitely would say. 
Um, financial and like how to use your money especially when you're out of high school like when you're coming out of high school I think the way I think about it is as soon as you graduate high school where you go on from there and like what your decisions are right after high school kind of like determine your mindset for the rest of your life or like what's going to happen the rest of your life and like Say you graduate high school and you immediately go into this is a really hard like really bad example to use, but like say you get out of high school and you go straight into like a gang or like drug dealing and like things like that, like mm-hmm. it just like automatically determines like how you are gonna yeah. end up living. Can change your life. Yeah. Yeah. And that one single I decision. think one I think that's definitely one thing that they should put that they should have in schools is that like life guidance it's and definitely financial like how to use your money and like things like that but i definitely say life like guidance and things like that how not to screw up (laughs) i missed that class (laughs) that that day Um, just you know too like there's also this time vacuum (laughs) of adolescence where i guarantee that a lot of people say that and it has to be the right moment that you actually hear it. That's true. That's true. Because I That's would fair. say the same thing. I feel like I wasn't told that. But if I'm being honest now as I look back, I'm like, I'm sure I heard it a bunch of times. But I was so sure that I had things figured out or I was so caught up in a relationship or I was so that I didn't even hear it because I thought I had it all figured out. Mm-hmm. But I agree with you. I think like having a, a class about a lot of those things I even have seminary classmates that say that to me. Like, where was the class that told us how to do a funeral? Where was the class that told us how to do, you know, marriage counseling and stuff? Like, yes, we talked about it some, and that's where I give my, I'm not saying my professors didn't do their job, but a lot of the practical stuff about life and decisions and how to lead a meeting and leadership and stuff like that, we had a little bit, but a lot of those practical things didn't get as much coverage as math languages history which are good but it would be nice i always said that i wished i would have had more cooking classes don't take maybe that was the next one he still has more sorry well you have foods classes in high school (laughs) yeah you do that's true but um, i took that and i still suck do you have two more that you think of i mean he kind of said two. I think that was kinda, really good. But because like, yeah. really, that's like could change the trajectory of your life. Right. Could make you live your life in, as we see a lot of foster parents these days. And, mm. or you could have a healthier life. Just on that once, what's your next step? When you get out of school, you're um, entering adult life. Yeah. I guess that one kind of overlaps the second one. But they have a lot of classes for college. Mm-hmm. and things like that like in the college that you want to apply for and like your safety school and things like that and all this stuff like pre-studying for these classes for college and all this stuff like that but what if you know there's someone like me that doesn't want to go to college or they want to mm-hmm. go to you know say a trade school or something sure. like that like the, I don't the reason I don't want to go to college 
I just don't want to go, and especially, and the most appealing thing in college for me is would be business school, but I think the most frustrating thing about business school and, like, stuff like that is you're going to a school to be taught how to become a millionaire, like, how to become, how to make all this money from your business, but you're be, you're being taught by these people that are still in student loan debt. And when you get out of business school, unless you build this multi-million dollar business for like first couple years, you're going to you're going to be in like a student loan debt until your 40s. Or something like 40s, maybe 50s, 60s. It's like, and I think they need to implement things that are for kids that want to go to, <coughs> you know, say a trade school or things like that. Or that's a very valid point. Like, yeah. it's like starting a marriage out <laughs> right. with the debt from your wedding right. costs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's 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 frustrating, like watching these people go to college. And then come out and still be living the hardest life possible. Because either, yes, it could be that you didn't pay attention in college. Like you didn't do well in college. So you can't get that good job that your parents always you to do. But now, like, one thing is like, if you want to have a, a 9 to 5 or something like that. Or like you're going into a 9 to 5. Now the trades are looking like more of a worth it thing because mm-hmm. say back back I guess and I'm only 14 but like back in the day I guess <laughs> people back in like day. yeah they were always <laughs> they were always pressing go to college become a lawyer become a doctor and uh, become a you know obviously a police officer but that doesn't require a ton of college the higher paying jobs right, the higher yeah. paying jobs and like now you look at they forced, they told all these people to go to college and get those degrees, and they came out and they're just paying off the student loan debt. But now you look at these people that are going into trade jobs, and they're getting paid so much higher. And on a the broad scale of things, when you think about it, because a lot of times you're using these, that money that you're getting from this high paying, this high higher quote unquote higher paying job, to use to pay off those debts. But you go to a trade college, you become a welder. You know, you're making. You could go out. You could very well come out of a trade school and make six figs in a year, and you could go to that college for a year and a half, mm-hmm. and come out making six figures from welding. So here's and also like an electrician, cool... like my dad. Yeah. My dad. I'm not gonna right, yeah. but like no, he, I and he and he's telling me he's like even my job, no one's doing it. So this is it's a very very good paying thing. And I just think they need to implement things for, like I said, people that don't want to go to college and want to consider yeah. these other options, like starting a business and things like that, like e-com, mm-hmm. whether it's drop shipping or day trading or whatever. It's So something some... cool that I learned when I worked for American Express, um, the corporate office, I was really close to a lot of people in the corporate office in New York. And um, I also was able to, when I was manager, I was able to do the interviewing for new jobs. And instead for these positions that 
typically require degrees from a four-year college now I was looking when I was interviewing people it wasn't degrees I was looking for it was experience mm -hmm. trade schools tech schools they're giving you hands-on experience jobs get out of the work field start from the bottom and work up making money you're not going into debt but you're getting experience and then I talked to corporate office and they're telling me how to do this and what to look for. And they're like, we don't need degrees. We don't need people who are in a lot of debt and, you know, didn't listen to their classes. Half of them cheated through their classes. And what we want now is experience, tech schools, trade schools, mm -hmm. hands-on experience, no school, but you start in as a janitor, but you got your foot in the door and you worked up. As You've a history of working hard. But, and even like garbage people, like it may not seem like these people, like when you look at their job, mm -hmm. right? You wouldn't think, oh, these guys are making good money. When you actually look at how much these, especially the drivers, I mean, I'm granted to drive that you need a special permit and a special license for that. But when you're looking at like how much these guys are getting paid, <laughs> you're just like, holy crap. Mm -hmm. Like, Eye-opening. These guys much, came. Right? These guys came straight out of high school and started making <coughs> this money immediately. I went to college for four, and if you want to become like a doctor or something like that, you're going for upwards of eight years in college and med school. But if you want to become like a brain or a heart surgeon, you could be going years after those eight years. <coughs> or a pastor. <coughs> yeah, or something like that. But I mean, he was lucky. Like he had the help from his con congregation. You know. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Things like that. But most like, of them have debt. But they're definitely like not I said, rich. Right, right. But like I said. <laughs> not that it matters. You go to you <laughs> go to college and for those four, for four years, we'll just say four years, right? Those four years, you're not making that much. You're not making hardly any money in college. Well, people are coming out straight out of high school and we'll use the garbage, for example. You know, and obviously you might not want to do that for your whole life because mm -hmm. it's a garbage man, right? And these guys are coming out of money, making amazing money right from this get-go. Then they just got this four-year head start on you, and you're in debt by triple their salary. Can I ask you one more question? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. So all of this <laughs> is actually perfect for my very last question so literally everything we talked about like your brain coming from different angles obviously mm -hmm. is absolutely no different than the way my brain works like everything you're saying not only did i feel it when i was 14 but i still feel it to this day i know you feel it because you come home every sunday and say your sermon sucked Tell us about, you got confirmed this last year. Tell us about your little sermon that you wrote. Like the idea of it, like yep. what it was about. Yep. So I did Philippians 4.13, where I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Um, that, I wrote that sermon and I, I remember basically all of it and so the begin I started off with talking about the motivation that 
that gives you and it's kind of one of those things where it's like how big would you dream if you knew you couldn't fail and you know with God on your side and as God says that you can't necessarily fail I mean you can fail but it's that motivation that that gives you to say like I can do this you can do this it's just genuinely putting your head to it and putting your head on the grindstone because anyone can literally do anything you can literally do anything that you wanted to it just goes down to the matter of that heart and things like that and I wrote in there God gives you things he likes to give you things to remind you that he's there and that comes in the shape of it could be a, a physical thing or it could be when he, you're just in your room at night and like you feel and you're praying after a super hard like you're just having a really bad week and you finally get down on your knees the last day of the week and you pray but you can feel that knot coming undone in your chest because and that's what I said that's God there for you you know he gives you subtle things to like remind you that he's there for you things like that and or he'll just straight up like he'll, he could give you someone and he could give you a person it's a friend or a girl or a boy or whatever that comes in your life and just completely changes it and it's I wrote basically about the motivation side of that and about like that he's there like what he gives you to remind you that he's there to push you to that what you want to do to just get you through it uh-huh. like yeah this world's world's hard and you know what we can't do it on our own we're not built our bodies are broken the world's broken but what the words that you said were so spot on that we're, we can't do it by ourselves. We can't put our head to the... We can put our head to the ground, but we're still going to fail. I don't know who that is anymore. But he's going to... But he's going to carry us. The sermon. It's recorded. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Any final last thoughts or comments, Titus or Landon? No, I was just answering your questions. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was just... I was just bored, so I came and hung out with you guys for a little bit. No, I think... We've always been impressed with Landon, and not because he's always perfect, but well, you, well, you're not, and neither am I. But I know like, I was laughing at you. Yeah. Just you embrace the fact that you're not perfect, and you're dealing with all the real anxieties and stresses of this world, and things that are coming when you graduate high school, and high school's coming, and football, and working hard to achieve what you wanna achieve, and you're dealing with the real world, and you have been for a long time. Part of that is because you were thrown into the real world, and majority of that is because you have this faith that we don't see in a lot of kids, and strength, and courage, and you don't look at the way people look at you. You don't care what people think of you because that's not what matters. So I'm glad we could pick your brain. Yeah, and just talking about that passage, um, 
and you gave two good examples. You gave like striving to be the best you can be, and then also when you're having a really tough week and broken, and praying and and drawing strength from the God that from God that He is with you in that dark moment too. And I think that's that ultimate strength behind everything that gives you that motivation and that comfort that Christ that. And that where Christ defines like two things. It's like God for you. I like genuinely meant like you can feel the knot coming in down your chest. Yeah. Like when you, I mean. when you have, when like after like a week like that, you genuinely do feel it in your chest. And like, it's weird because it's an emotional thing, but you can literally yeah, feel it in your chest. It's connected. But <laughs> it's a physical you thing. can literally feel it in your chest. Mm-hmm. And then, but like praying like that, you literally can feel it coming undone. Mm-hmm. Like you can just, it goes away. It's literally a miracle. Uh-huh. <laughs> and part of the beauty of like where you're at and where we're at is there's that constant process of God giving us strength in those moments that we remember. It gets us through things and reminds us who he is, that he's for us, and and that he has that bigger plan for us that mo- does motivate us to get up another day and face another day, even though we know it's full of arrogance. We know it's full of our insecurities and our pain, and we don't always want to face that day, but Every day, God leads us through that process of trusting him again um, through good and bad. And he promises to do that for those that he loves. I guess my last comment, too, would be um, I sit here half the time just thinking, like, gosh, I got a really smart kid. (laughs) You're very wise. Yeah. And I sit here just taking it in. So I appreciate that. I think your kid's going to remember you as a legacy. (laughs) All ten of them. I'm not having 10 kids. Pretty sure Hannah's a 10. Hannah's not a 10. Anyways. Kids wise. She's not having 10 It kids. is 10 p.m. She'll probably go get her kids to bed. Thank you so much for joining us. I pray that it's a benefit to you and that as you listen to our conversation, it spurs our <clears throat> conversations with you and your family. Um, God bless you. And this is a slice of humble pie. Yeah. Good night.